to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're located in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ. As the host, they are the ones that are in charge. They are at the wheel, they're at the helm, and they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters and through this storm that we call life. So welcome. And remember, like all we say, as long as we give 100% surrender of our lives over to God and Jesus Christ, no matter how strong the storm, no matter how high the waves are, okay, he will guide us. He'll steer this ship and he'll bring us into a safe harbor. We need to trust that process. We need to, because I'm going to tell you right now, that that right there is really truly all we have as far as a guarantee in life. You know, you always hear there's no guarantees in life, but if there's one guarantee it's the guarantee of Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ, like I said, and I will keep pounding this drum on this show until the day I die, which hopefully isn't anytime soon, but God willing, but I will pound and beat this drum till the day I die. That's the only guarantee we have, because with Christ, Jesus Christ, all things are possible and 100% guaranteed. Now, when you ask and pray for certain things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get things or you're going to have your prayer, um, excuse me, your prayers answered in the way you expect them to. Because remember, 
our expectations are of earthly expectations. They're not a father's expectations. And so anyway, um, yeah, just I kind of felt the need to say that. But anyway, so welcome to His Hard Line. Hope you like the new intro. Like I said, I, I, I mix it up a lot. I like to change intros like people change underwear. I mean, I really do. I like making music. I like making intros. In fact, if you if <laughs> I actually suck, believe it or not, at making like full tracks. I used to be pretty decent with it, but I kind of lost my touch after being out of the music industry for a while, you know, after DJing and stuff, because, you know, you, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so I'm just using some, uh, you know, uh, stock software on Apple here called GarageBand. It's not like I have anything fancy to work with, but, you know, it's there. It's good for making introductions and kind of switching it up and, you know, giving you different flavors. But it's one of my favorite things to do. I like messing around with sound and music and doing these intros. So maybe I might think about, you know, maybe doing like a little separate side business, doing like, uh, you know, introductions for people who want to start their own podcast, you know, who don't really have that ability. Uh, I think that'd be kind of cool, you know, not charge really a whole lot, but maybe do something like that on the side, maybe make a little, you know, like a little side hustle, help people make different intros or commercials or stuff like that, you know, um, on, on an amateur basis, right? Not on a professional basis, because, you know, well, I'm not really professional. <laughs> so anyway, but today with the His Hardline discussion, we're going to be talking about the Michigan timeline uh, as it has occurred since 2010. Now, you might be wondering if you're in another state, well, why does that really matter to me? Well, it matters a great deal because Michigan was the first state that became assembled and settled. Then followed by Alaska, and I think soon Hawaii is not too far behind from being settled. I'm not sure where we're at in the process with that. I have, you know, I have to look and figure, you know, when I got to inquire about that. But Michigan was the first. And if you, as you heard in the introduction, this is why I switched up the introduction. Now, just so you know, that uh, that piece that is in the introduction, uh, the new introduction I just did, that was from uh, the movie uh, The Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't remember uh, if it was the fourth or fifth one. Now, I can't even remember. But it's the movie starts out where you have a long line of people that are chained in cuffs, hand in, you know, ankle cuffs. And they're walking along, they're walking up to the gallows. And you hear, you know, whoever is in charge of the military there, someone in Britain, of course. And he's reading off that, you know, the rights to assemble are suspended. The rights to an attorney are suspended. And he goes through this list of all the rights that everybody has. And he says that they're suspended. And what these people are doing as you're, you know, as they're walking through and they walk up to the gallows, they're like hanging six people at a time. It's a very powerful scene to believe it or not. It's a very powerful scene. It's, it's sad actually. But the reason I picked that for the introduction is because ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly, that is exactly where we are headed as a nation if we don't pull our heads out of our rear ends and get our 38-plus states. This is one of the reasons why I also decided that I think it would be a good idea maybe weekly or every other week to do what's called a, you know, a, um, a National Assembly uh, progress report or an update. Whether if anything has changed or not from the last show, that's irrelevant. It's there to serve as a reminder because the show might even only be five minutes you know, after the intro and outro, unless there's something relevant to talk about. But I think every week I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a National Assembly progress report. And you guys are going to get sick and tired of hearing five minutes of nothing every week. And hopefully it'll serve, hopefully, as a boot in your butt to get your 27 plus one in your state assembly, write out your um, public notice, and you publish it. 
It's in, and there's a there's a show I did called the Ten Steps to an Assembly. You can also go to national-assembly.net, not .com. .net national-assembly.net, and you can go find the Ten Steps to an Assembly. It's very easy to follow. It's very nicely laid out. But I also did a show, so if you're not about reading, you can listen to it. I read it right off. But get your twenty-seven plus one. That's the minimum needed to have a lawful assembly. And then you write out your public notice and then you publish it. Now, of course, you got to do it on the county if you're going to settle your county, but you got to publish it. And then you got to, you know, go through the typical rebuttal period. And as long as there's no rebuttals, then, you know, you'll be solid. But we need these 38 states. See, the 38 states, just to do that minimum, I was just talking, you know, with, with some people that have been doing this much longer than me. And I just wanted to make sure I got clarification. In order to have any type of systematic change on the federal level, that's what we minimum need to have is 38 states. So all of you men and women out there that are in other states that I didn't list off, and that's what I'm going to do. Each each show, I'll, re, I'll rename the states, which is only 14 at the moment that are assembled with the you know, notice put out. But I'll rename the states and say there is no additional changes or you know, there's no additions to this list. But I'm hoping that this gets people motivated because if you're sick and tired of paying property tax, let me tell you something. Yesterday, I went to go pay my property taxes, summertime taxes, as they call it, because in Michigan, we have what's called summertime taxes and stupid wintertime taxes for property taxes. Okay. Never mind the income taxes that automatically get taken out of our check, which they do that by design because, you know, they figure, oh, if they take it out incrementally out of each check, um, you're not going to, you know, be as mad about it. Like, yeah, you'll be a little perturbed, but you're not going to be as, you know, upset about it as opposed to if you were a 1099, you know, type of employee or a contractor where you actually have to save your money, set aside a certain percentage and then come tax time, you, you know, you pay these unconstitutional and unlawful taxes to good old uncle Sam for, you know, pretty much the British Royal Crown to take about 55% of it, 55 or 57% of it, whatever it goes to. And so yesterday I had the beautiful burden of paying my property taxes. And yeah, it was about $3,045.40 for summertime taxes. That sucks. And some of you might be like, yeah, well, Jason, I live in California. I pay like 12000 a year. Okay, well, that sucks too. And then Destry was telling me, oh, yeah, I paid $327. And I'm like, what? $327? You suck, dude. <laughs> Look, that sucks. I want three hundred twenty-seven dollars. I'd be, I'd rather pay three twenty-seven than three thousand. But I don't use, I don't, I don't have the bank's escrow. I don't trust the banks. I absolutely hate the banks. They're crooked. They're a corporate entity that works side by side with the corporate government and with the crown and the Vatican. And I do not trust them, not one bit. Unfortunately. I also like the stupid convenience of having automatic bill pay. So yes, I do have, you know, I'm through a credit union, so I do have that set up. But as far as dealing with escrow and all that other nonsense, no, I'm not doing that. But let me tell you something. When I walked into the freaking treasurer's office, and before I even laid out my my tax dollars, which pretty much are worth nothing, but it's the it's the principle of the fact that I had to trade my time for that worthless fiat currency that has the name on their Federal Reserve note, which means nothing because it's not constitutional money. But I asked the lady, I said, can I ask you a question? She goes, sure. I said, tell me, why am I obligated to pay for 
because I looked at the itemized list on my tax bill. I said, why am I obligated to pay for vocational school, for vocational education, which I think that itemized part was like 300 and something, or special education, which was like 200 and something, or the school, the public school system's debt, which is 980 something, or for the actual service itself. I'm like, why am I paying for this? Okay, I could see even though it still sucks, I could see paying for operations for the county because, look, we still need a system of government. Okay, it still has to have some basic funding, but how they're going about doing it is BS. There's ways of doing it, flat tax, whatever, right? But I'm like, why am I obligated to pay for this when I have a wife who homeschools our child? She goes, well, sir. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we freaking go. She goes, you know, I get this question a lot from senior citizens. I said, yeah. She goes, yeah. And uh, you know, they always say, oh, well, you know, I've paid my fair share of taxes and my child's no longer in school. I'm an old person now. I'm like, okay, ma- ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine and Danny and all. Okay, so you got people that, you know, uh, 55 and up that are asking the same question that somebody that's 35 and under are going to still ask. So uh, back, back to my question. Why are we obligated to pay for this? And I said, please don't tell me. It's just because that's the way it is. <sighs> well, sir, I know this is not the answer you want. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we freaking go. But when you buy a house, that is just the piper you're going to have to pay. <laughs> I just kind of. I had a sarcastic grin on my face and I just kind of shook my head and I just kind of looked down at the counter for a second, looked back up at her. I said, you know, I said, I guess the corporate United States of America, along with all its franchises underneath it being that being, uh, you know, and I'm not going to name my township just, just to keep it, you know, obviously you guys know I'm in West Michigan, but I'm not going to give my exact location. You're not. But I listed the township. I said, yeah, I guess, you know, United States Corporation and all the other franchised corporations underneath, including this township, I guess you guys all got to get your money from a surf somehow, huh? (laughs) I had an attitude. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of a nasty, I was kind of a very unpleasant uh, tax-paying civilian yesterday. She did not like me. And she just looked at me like I had three heads. Like, what? I said, never mind. Like, it's, it's irrelevant. I don't expect you to understand. <laughs> just take my stupid fiat, useless tax dollars that I traded a lot of time for and just give me my bill that says paid in full and let me get the hell out of here and cry into my car. <laughs> so, so pissed. I tell you, but I'm not trying to say this to be funny. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm getting at. Are you, I think personally, I was saying this to Destry, I was talking to him yesterday on the phone. I think everybody, and again, the system designed it like this for a reason, but I think everybody, there's, you know, if they're going to pay a tax, property tax, forget escrow. You should be obligated to save that in full. And same thing with your income taxes, save that in full and have to pay one giant lump sum. Listen, let me tell you something. At the end of my pay, at the end of the fiscal year, my taxes after uh, on just income taxes, I'm talking federal and state, is to the tune of like over 20 grand or something like that. Now, how would you feel? Let's just say, let's cut that 
in, in to in a quarter. Okay, five grand. Let's just say five grand. You pay five grand in taxes. Okay, which sucks still. Even five hundred still sucks. But let's just say you had to save up your taxes to the end of the year, five thousand dollars. And then in addition to that, if you're a homeowner, you had to save up like what I had to do, nine, you know, an additional four thousand, so three thousand for summer, for round round number purposes, and a thousand in the winter, so four thousand. So five plus four is what nine thousand dollars. What if you had to save all that money in one lump sum, and then you had to go to the good old tax office, ran and operated by the British Royal Crown and the Vatican in D.C., you had to pay that nine grand in full in cash. I'm going to tell you right now, you'd probably assemble so fast, you'd run out of your shoes. Now, I'm not saying let that be the main motivation to assemble in your state. My purpose is, is the whole purpose of this tax system is to enslave us. Be free. Let's get these shackles off our hands and ankles like you heard in the intro of this show, because I'm, quite frankly, I'm tired of being a slave. You should too. You know how you fix this? Get 27 plus one in your state. Start conducting meetings. It's very simple. Go to national-assembly.net. Find the 10 steps to an assembly. Read it and read it again and reread it a third time. Let it get ingrained in your mind and then act on it. It's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's not hard. You don't have to be a, a, a scholar in law to do this. It's called self-governing. And if you're going to self-govern, you have to self-educate yourself so we could be self-sustaining as a one people under God in this nation, free and sovereign. We need to get free, folks. And I'll tell you what, the more I learn, the more irritated I get. I'm almost done reading this book, The Culling of Man. Holy cow. It's amazing how far back this evil stems back to and where we're at today versus where we were over five, six, seven thousand years ago plus. Get your 27 plus one, write out your public notice, get a, together a, you know, a pool of funds because it's obviously it's not free to run a public notice in the legal section of the paper. But get it published and you do it three times. Okay, we need to get ourselves free, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm telling you right now, going to that tax office yesterday and dropping three thousand dollars for for summertime taxes that sucked. Okay, and I felt I've never felt more like a slave or a hamster on a hamster wheel than I did yesterday. Uh, again, and I don't I don't idolize money, but what I value is my time that I had to put forth because that was literally two weeks worth of pay for me. Two weeks, twelve hours a day. That I'm spent, that I'm spending behind the wheel of a semi, hauling gas away from my family. I don't know what you do for for a living, but I know that if you had to pay taxes instead of escrowed or have it, you know, come out incrementally out of your paycheck, and you had to pay a big lump sum, you'd probably be thinking about taxes a whole lot differently too, like I have been. You start thinking about, wow, this is a lot of time I had to spend to earn these dollars away from my family just to pay basically homage to the, the freaking British Royal Crown. Why? There should be just a flat tax for everybody. A flat sales tax. I don't know what that looks like. Hopefully, someday soon, we'll get there. 
So anyway, enough of that ranting and raving. So we're going to go over the Michigan timeline. And again, back to addressing to why this might be relevant for you, even if you're not in Michigan. Hell, even if you're not even in the United States of America, the sovereign nation, the United States of America, not the corporate government. But the reason this is important is because Michigan was the first state. And like I said, Michigan is a very vital state to be watching going forward. But we do need to say our prayers, not just for the Assembly of Michigan and the Assembly of Alaska and the Assembly of California and the Assembly of Georgia and every other sovereign state out there. We need to pray for the Assembly members. First and foremost, we need to ask for repentance and and ask for forgiveness to God because we cannot move forward as a blessed nation without asking God's forgiveness to forgive our sins for turning away from him, for doing these atrocities and turning a blind eye to some of these atrocities like abortion and murdering of babies. We need to repent. And secondly, we also need to pray for our rightful president, or I should say commander-in-chief. We need to pray for Donna Brandenburg, who is running for governor in Michigan, because she's going to be a very play a very vital role in all of this and getting the power back to the people, just like Donald Trump. We need to pray for these people. We need to pray for their safety. We need to pray for the process that you know, that the process will be carried out accordingly so that we can return back to as a free people again. Because I don't know about you, I'm tired of feeling a slave. Even though we don't physically have the metal, the cold, heavy metal around our ankles and our wrist, we are shackled, folks. We're not out of the woods yet. But we need the 38 plus states so we can be heard and we can rise up while the de facto sinks down in the mud because they're the ones that are enslaving us. Let's get into this Michigan timeline, starting with 2010. And I felt like this was important to go over. I wanted to take a break from the um, the uh, the Great American Adventure, that expose I've been going over. So I'm going to read through this, okay, because this is on the uh, michigandejure.org website. And so it says right here, so it's Michigan, a free and independent nation, equal state. Um, the Michigan General General Assembly, de jure. Oh, what happened to my, okay, hold on a second. My computer's decided to be stupid. All of a sudden went to somewhere else. Uh, Michigan General General Assembly, de jure timeline. Now this is the history in chronological order. And this is the most recent update that we have and corrected. So I'm going to go through this. Uh, I'm actually going to ask somebody if we can have maybe another update, because now that we're in 2022, we're about four years behind, but that's why we have the podcast here, because if any changes do occur, you'll hear it first here. All right. So then the month of January, 2010, now Michigan formed a general general assembly with a minimum of 27 members. All right. So research started and has not stopped to date. Now, the purpose was to establish a de jure grand jury, which is superior to the de facto grand jury per the Corpus Juris Secundum manual, and you can find that in section 38A. Now, in the month of May in 2010, Michigan established what we call operations and functions document. And yes, there is a template for other states to, you know, use, but you got to be careful because if you use it, you got to re- you got to read it. Because like the operations and functions, for example, which is made uh, public on Alaska's page, because they don't operate with counties, they use boroughs, 
you need to watch verbiage in that. So like, yeah, you can use Alaska's, for example, as a template, but you got to read through it and change everything from boroughs to like counties. Um, Florida kind of had to figure that out. Now, Michigan established a county settlement covenant document. And the purpose for that was to state our authority and our rights and the authority to exercise those rights. You know, those rights that you heard at the beginning of this intro that the, uh, you know, the British Royal Crown military governor guy, whatever his, you know, whatever his position was, was saying was all suspended. No, sorry. Here in America, they won't be suspended because we, the people have the authority. And we have the authority to exercise those rights, not suspend them. And this is based on the organic historical documents. Now, in the month of February 2011, the Michigan General General Assembly voted and approved the language within the county settlements covenant document. And then we assembled in counties with a minimum number of members, which is a petite or a petit grand jury of 13 minimum to establish the county. And so each county established office positions and elected officers to fill those positions in order to run the county per the county settlement. And so we then published the county settlement document in the county legal paper for three consecutive weeks to receive an affidavit of publication, which shows that we have established superior position over de facto. And then we published the county settlement in eight counties of which we had no rebuttal. And then the balance of counties were placed into a territory since following original jurisdiction for Michigan, Michigan established, I wish this computer would stop doing it. Michigan established the covenant. Um, Michigan established the covenant in some states like I said, may want a constitution depending. But Michigan, we established it's called a covenant, not a constitution. And the purpose was to establish Michigan under original jurisdiction. Now, as we proceed forward into July, in July of 2011, we sent a letter to the Judge Advocate General, okay, also known as the JAG, showing that we, under original jurisdiction, to remove us from the Lieber Codes of 1863, specifically General Order Number 100, and that their silence is acquiescence, no rebuttal. Speaking of JAG for a second, I want to take a second. Now, I don't put any stock. Now, I'm, I'm going off on a little sidebar here for a minute because somebody um, sent this to me yesterday. Um, Destry, as a matter of fact, he sent this to me uh, via text, and I thought it was very interesting. And... It was an article from Real Raw News. Now, I don't put any stock in Real Raw News because, in my opinion, I think that uh, that that is a satire site that's not meant to be taken as real news. But what was interesting, so because he sent this to me, and this is what I said. So he sent this article, and above the article, he writes, "Jag creates child sex crimes division," according to Real Raw News. I said, and then there was the article. I said, yeah, but I heard real raw news is BS. What do you know about it? He says, well, if there's any truth behind JAG going after pedophiles overriding DC, then that's just another, you know, requisition that's being, you know, being worked on. It's like, oh. And then I said, but yeah, but still, real raw news, though, I said, is more of a satire type of site. 
and more for entertainment purposes only. I'm like, this is interesting. He goes, yes, but even a lie has a hint of truth in it. And he's not wrong, but I just found that very interesting. So yeah, back in, like I said, the month of July, 2011, we sent a letter and I'll repeat this, a letter to the JAG, the general, the judge advocate general showing that we are under original jurisdiction to remove us from the Libra codes of 1863. Now, as we proceed forward to October, 2011, we sent a declaration of separation and clarification letter to Republic for the United States of America. To uh, which is uh, R U S A equals James Timothy Turner. There was no rebuttal there. The purpose was for Michigan, a free and independent state equals Michigan General Jural Assembly, no longer a member of R U S A organization. Now, in the month of January 2012, we sent a package to The Hague. There is no rebuttal there. Now, some of you might be wondering, uh, what's The Hague? Well, The Hague is basically an administrative and royal capital of the Netherlands, and its seat of government um, as well as the capital of the province of South Holland. So that's The Hague. It is uh, also home to the UN, the UN's International Court of Justice. It's headquartered in, uh, in, in the Peace Palace, I guess. I guess it's uh, accordingly, it's the uh, International Criminal Court, according to Google. And so as we get forward into April 2012, we published the Wall Street Journal, which also was shown, you know, in Europe, Asia, the U.S. Guess what? No rebuttal there. Then we sent a letter of rogatory to Judge Advocate General, the JAG, the Michigan Governor, Secretary of State, Attorney General, State Police, Federal Bureau of Investigations equals FBI, U.S. Marshal Service, and guess what? No rebuttal. In the month of June 2012, we sent a letter to all 83 Michigan County offices of sheriff. No rebuttal. All communications were sent via certified mail, with a return receipt. Process server receipt for noticing the Michigan Provost Marshal and the commander of the Michigan State Police. And this is highlighted. It's very important. Now, in the months of July through October of 2012, we read the de facto county board, we, excuse me, we read into de facto county board of commissioners meeting the minutes uh, in the meeting minutes, the settled county settlement documents. So not only did we publish it three times, but then on the county level, we went into the de facto's, you know, like I said, county board of commissioners meeting minutes, the set and, you know, the settled county settlement documents. Guess what? No rebuttal there. Then you get into October 2012. We reseated our federal House of Representatives and Senate from 1861, because remember, that's when we went 
um, sine die as a nation. And technically, we're in a constitutional crisis was back in 1861. So we reseated our federal House of Representatives in Senate 1861. And this was done October 21st, 2012. Now, with succession, we established a de jure Republican form of government with interim president of the United States of America. The purpose, this federal level body has a purpose to orchestrate elections under the oversight of the military per the orders. It's highlighted, I'm going to repeat this, the federal level body. So the purpose of what we did there, okay, the federal level body has a purpose to orchestrate elections under the oversight, under the oversight of the military per, per the orders. I'm sorry, did, did you not hear that? I'm going to repeat this again because I don't know, because I guess so many people ask, well, how do we know the military is, is, is behind us? Listen. Again, we reseated our Federal House of Representatives and Senate from 1861. This was done October 21st, 2012. With succession, we established a de jure Republican form of government with interim president of the United States of America. Purpose. This federal level body has a purpose to orchestrate elections under the oversight of the military per the orders. This establishes a federal superior government over the de facto, which gives our military a civilian authority to provide direction. Hence the 21 requisitions that the people in assembly put forth to the military. Any actions the military takes against the de facto are covered by the orders of the de jure Republican form of government and civilian authority. This cannot be considered as a military coup. It will be considered a military upholding their oath to defend a constitution and we the people from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. And yet, let me tell you, there's a lot. Are you guys hearing me here? Because this is big, okay? Like, I already knew this. But for some of you who listen to this show and don't really pay attention to certain things like this, this is big. Now, we also sent a registered email, including a cover letter, the new Declaration of Independence, which I think one day I'll read on here. I'll read it. Orders to the United Nations. We sent a registered email to the Navy, equal Secretary of the Navy, the Council of Navy, the Joint Chiefs of the Pentagon, all October 21st, 2012. Guess what? No rebuttal. We get in November of 2012. These documents were published on nasaranews.blogspot.com for public notice and sent to the nation state's contact list so they can inform their state's assembly and vote if they wish to sign. That was November 16th, 2012. Then the grade school book, The Young American, 1843, by Goodrich, found on fi um, online early October 2012. Uh, let's see, link sent to nasar.blogspot.com on 
November 16, 2012, referenced in the footnotes of Hinkler Declaration Petition, November 25th, 2012. Now, here are a couple other interesting tidbits that you probably didn't know. Now, every time we brought up a concept of publishing, a.k.a. giving public notice on a call or in an email, it was shot down and or, um, or belittled by some quote-unquote guru. Now, we, you know, <clears throat> we learned from history and recalled the stunt Nero pulled on the Roman citizens. Now, after Rome burnt... Nero had all Roman citizens declared dead and their estates put into a trust controlled by the Senate. Now, all a citizen would have, have had to do to gain control of his property was to go before the Senate with a scribe and declare himself living and have the scribe record it in the proceedings, also known as public notice, and we follow a similar action in publishing in papers in the legal notices. And so after publishing about five county settlements, the Michigan Bar Association started to threaten the newspapers that if they continued to print any more of our settlement announcements, it appears that we found a critical piece of the procedure. Are you hearing that? Apparently, we struck a chord with the Michigan Bar Association. They did not like these publishing of these uh, county settlements, these five county settlements. They threatened the newspapers. Don't you print these settlements, you know, these settlement announcements anymore. And when these settlement announcements, these public notices get put out, guess what? You got to make sure it's not boxed in. There's a reason for that. You got to make sure there's no border on there. Now, Michigan has carefully researched and executed the steps necessary to lawful established original jurisdiction based on our historical documents and the de facto's own writings. So the original jurisdiction and lawful form of government is that of a republic, as we have been covering in the uh, 2000-25 training manual that was released in 1928. I keep screwing it up. I, I got to remember that fact. It's either 28 or 29. My goodness, I'm sorry. But if you listen closely to many of the patriot gurus out there, quote unquote, the gurus, like, you know, including a lot of the radio and talk show hosts out there, a lot of them are touting democracies and democracies do not work for large numbers. And then the Greeks figured that one out the hard way. And besides, our historical documents do not support a democracy. They support a Republican form of government at county, state, and national levels. And we are not doing knee-jerk emotional reactions, but well-researched, methodical steps toward the goal of getting our nation back. And so... As we get into March 2013, I don't know who just did that. I put a Podbean link up for another show. 
Yeah, that will not be done. I just blocked you, dude. You're not doing that here. That's rude. Not having that nonsense here. Anyway, you know, I'm not stupid. I, I, I know exactly who I could see the intruders, infiltrators. I could tell who's just listening and screening in for information for somebody else. I know who they are. I look at their who they follow and who follows them. I know these circles. I know who these people are. Not stupid. Not going to pull one over on me. And I've put many people, there's some people on here that I made mods. So they have the same ability to block these intruders. Anyway, continuing. Now, March of 2013, we amended the title Operations and Functions document to read. Formulation, Operations and Functions of Michigan General Journal Assembly, Bylaws of the Sovereign Members of Michigan, a Free and Independent State. April of 2013, we established a quo warranto board of inquiry to address grievances. We established a board of review to address grievances. In May of 2013, we wrote a quo warranto board of inquiry rules of deliberation slash posting document. We published a notice in three Michigan newspapers about quo warranto board of inquiry. And then in October 2013, we amended the title Michigan, a free and independent state by adding the word nation to read Michigan, a free and independent nation equals state. Now, in November 2013, we did the enactment clause and three amendments, addendums. In the month of two, uh, January 2014, we established the MGJA Train the Trainer Education Program. The purpose? It's to educate people of Michigan, a free and independent nation equal state, about original jurisdiction and common law by studying historical documents of our forefathers and complete, completed the Train the Trainer training on June 2014. The purpose was to build assembly membership and, and, and use it as a recruitment tool. Now, in the month of July of 2015, we have what's called the State of the Trust. And this was established in uh, June 24th, 2015. Or written. It was started to be written uh, June 24, 2015. Now, it reads, As I ponder the past year in review, I must realize the necessity of the accomplishments of the Assembly of Michigan, a free and independent nation equal state. Of utmost importance is the understanding of our quest and what we are trying to achieve to return to original jurisdiction. The effort of the tumultuous uphill battle to throw off the chains of usurpation by our corrupt governance. It's not a fast and easy fix. What we have done has enhanced our learning and put us on track to achieve the desired result of removing the corruption from our government. We completed answering the questions of the quizzes in the 5,000 year leap the fur to further our knowledge 
of the purpose of our founders of this nation based on Christian principles. Contrary to popular belief, we cannot abandon our basic foundations for the good of all people. We again notice the governor, the lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, office of the great seal and court administrative offices of the state of Michigan of our grievances informing of grand juries in our state. Confirmation of delivery was established by postal return receipt mail cards. Re-noticing of the 83 county uh, sheriff's offices for the benefit of newly elected sheriffs to let them know that we are still here insisting that they carry out the duties they took an oath to do. That is to support and defend the constitution of this great land of ours, protect us and our property from foreign and domestic invasions. Again, confirmation of delivery was established by postal return receipt mail cards. We compiled word definitions for our membership documents, the JCO, DOI, the DUR. With this information, we can better be prepared for our duty and responsibility for ourselves to each other and above all to our creator. Word definitions of our mission statement clarify our purpose and importance of peaceful joining of all people to a common goal. Opening the door to new avenues in public venues is the press release. The opportunity of more exposure in posting on the Nassara website is gaining recognition and momentum. And let me tell you what, there is a, uh, a counter there is an uh, yeah. There's a um, there is like a website counter of the amount of visitors that go to that website. And oh my god, yeah. There's a lot of people that go to that website. It's insane. Letters to the editor is obtaining a way to get our message out to the populace of like-minded people. We must constantly look for new ways to draw in new members to awaken the thinking process of affecting proper governance and personal responsibility. An affidavit of facts is pointing the way in exposing the abuses that have been pressed upon us within, with the inclusion of our new Declaration of Independence and contempt of Constitution. We are highlighting our contention that we have become slaves to our system of governance that we will no longer tolerate. Remembering that it only took 3% of the population to light the fire of the American Revolution, we can make it happen again with our few dedicated members and divine providence to guide us. We cannot let this effort fail, nor the demise of our founding fathers work to create a land as a righteous beacon unto the world. Let us renew our resolve in efforts to save this God-blessed land and our God-given individual rights that lay within humbly submitted by your interim chief trustee. Now, in the month of July 2016, another state of the trust says another year has passed and nothing is happening, as some naysayers would say. I beg to differ. A lot has occurred over the past year in our assembly business. Other states and people internationally are taking notice of what we are doing, keeping in mind that Rome was not built in a day. We cannot expect the, to right the wrongs of incremental, uh, increment, yeah, incremental usurpations of our government overnight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sidebar, there's no silver bullet. It is a process and it takes time. If you expect all this to end tomorrow and expect to not pay you know, taxes and be free and, and everything's hunky-dory and it's going to happen tomorrow or this week, guess again, 
you need to participate. I got to stand up. I can't, I can't sit anymore. I hate sitting. Now, in no particular order, chronological order, I would like to revisit some of our accomplishments. Letters to the editor were put to in local, excuse me, were put in local newspapers with a contact phone number to call. That drew some attention and a few crockpot comments. There is always that 2% that will not get it. That's being a little generous. I think there's more than just 2%. I think there's more than that. But no matter how you explain it to them. A mission statement banner was procured to emphasize our quest for all that come to the assembly meetings. Our leadership held a national teleconference call at their location, which generated some ideas and direction. Also, a radio talk show got some attention from Anna Von Wright in, uh, in Alaska. She seems to think that we are on the right track. What other groups has done, what we have done to establish standing. No rebuttal or harm has come to our assembly members because of it. Now remember, I'm a little sidebar. I gotta, I gotta add this in. I have to interject this in. Now remember, this was in July of 2016. And remember, it said right here. I'm gonna reread. It. it says also a radio talk show got some attention from Anna Von Wrights in Alaska. She seems to think we are on the right track. Anna Von Wrights has no standing. She is not important she's not relevant and quite frankly she's being investigated by the good people in the fbi and yes there are good people in the fbi there are good people in the doj there's good people in the cia even but by and large the leadership is what's corrupted and bastardized the whole system somebody just asked does the assembly have authority over sheriffs who might not be for the people? Yeah, that's a good question. I would have to venture to actually, if I had to take a guess, I would say yes, because again, sheriffs are elected, okay, by we the people. So yes, we are there. Uh, yes, it's no different. Now, sheriffs hold more power than anywhere else. They hold more power than, you know, uh, say the president. If they came in the county, technically. So yeah, sheriffs actually hold the most authority in the county. But again, back to Anna von Wrights. <clears throat> she is not to be. She she's she's quite frankly she's just not a very good woman. Um, you can go listen to some of the podcasts I have. You can go to hishardline.com and you can go to um, National Assembly and there's a little sublink underneath that link that says Avoid AVR. There's two podcasts in there. I suggest giving that a listen and that'll explain all you need to know. I'm not going to get into it right now. Now, a new website, firstmichiganassembly.info was created with such with much information to assist other states to do what we have done to establish credibility and to settle their own state in the manner they choose it is a template and history of authority to once again return to original jurisdiction now much of the material came directly from train the trainer program that we studied and made available to our assembly members and this information is further researched and presented by dedicated assembly members for the education and understanding of all people. 
Now, a national call was put in place and is drawing some very informed individuals. Now, sometimes there is that 2% again, but it is a learning process for us all. And it, it reinforces our knowledge that we have the correct information available to us and gives us opportunity to test our own understanding by answering questions. Someone once said that all they needed to accomplish their goals was a few good men and women. Also, in our country's history, the American Revolution was won by only 3% of the population participating. This call can help to generate the numbers we need to bring back the nation God provided and intended us to be a beacon unto the world. Now, we have seen a few new members, which is encouraging, and it is a concerted effort by all, not just a few. It is like, what can I do more to move this assembly effort along? Not what can the assembly do for me? Again, remember, there is no I in the words team effort. And it kind of reminds me, a little sidebar, I'm kind of stepping away from the reading of this um, State of the Trust for 2016. And I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's no different than like what JFK said, you know, don't ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. That's exactly it. And, you know, truer statements have never been, you know, said. And so it was suggested that we should have notaries in our assembly to give us further standing and witness credibility. We have a few that stepped up and followed the instructions to do so. Now, a notice to General Dunford was sent out to question his authority and standing to represent a new republic of we the people. I also did a show on that. Now, if you go to national, excuse me, if you go to, uh, well, yeah, you'll find it there at national-assembly.net as well. Yeah, so if you go to national-assembly.net, uh, there's three podcasts that uh, the administrator put on there of mine. Uh, I can't remember in what order, but it's on the front page. It's communications. It was back channel communications by we, the people in assembly to General Dunford in the military, who is now retired. And I believe he's working for Lock. What is it? Lockheed Mark? I can't remember. When. It's some it's some Department of Defense. It's one of those, um, you know, uh, anyway. I can't remember where he's at. I, there's so much information. I can't retain it all. Forgive me, folks. But yeah, there is a there is a show that I did where I read off the transcript of the um, of the communications that took place between the back channel, you know, uh, in a back channel between the military and uh, the people in assembly. Check that out. It's very interesting. It's a long it's a long winded show, but check it out. Uh, where was I? And so there was no reply. Now they know. They know that they are usurping authority, just like the de facto we have governing us now. And we did not cast a ballot for Dunford. How can he represent we the people? You see, we are doing much for the people to take the notice of what we have done and what we are doing and will continue to do until our goal is complete. That is to reestablish original jurisdiction and God-given rights to all people. God speed, God bless, we the people, and our efforts for justice for all. And then we get into July of 2017. Holy cow. I'm like going back here looking at the comments here. Let's see here. 
Let's see. Chris in Michigan. Jason, assuming you know who I am, I am the admin for Bards FM. I'm also Michigander, blah, blah, blah. Interested in what you're saying. Oh, I, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, it wasn't you I was talking about, Chris. Um, there are other people, though, I know that, you know, I had some issues with. But no, there is somebody else. I don't know. I'm assuming probably from a foreign country. They're posting some spam type stuff in here. So, yeah, no worries, man. Um, glad to have you here. Thank you for, for joining. Um, no, not referring to you at all. And you're not blocked. Um, but anyway, all oh, Karen, she's putting her telegram out there. Well, lucky for you, Karen, I like you. <laughs> all right, back to this real quick, because I do want to wrap this up. I don't want to make this go all day because I know you guys have things to do. So then there was a state of the trust of 2017, Michigan General General Assembly. All right, that was put out in July. Now, it says, as we ponder our journey of this past year, we seemingly are moving at a snail's pace, yet some very important actions have taken place. Let us revisit our accomplishments of the year. We are continuing our nation national call with some very informed people contributing to the education of many to the misinformation we are fed by the present day public schools and news media. Calls for from Maine, North Carolina, Florida, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Arizona, Colorado, Wisconsin, Utah, Iowa, Alaska, and California are some of the states that participate on the national conference call. Sidebar, stepping away from this for a second, from this, um, from the state of the trust. There are many more states that have are that are participating actively right now. It goes way beyond that, and I think it, it, it depends on the call, but it ranges between twenty-seven and thirty-one, thirty-two states, roughly twenty-eight and thirty, thirty-two states, right around there. So that's really good. Continuing, no, the state of the trust, 2017, many are repeat listeners and contributors to the conversation, stressing the information of assemblies to educate and settle counties and states. Now, a committee to help other states learn what information and processes needed to form assemblies and settle their counties and state. Illinois is our infant to practice our train the trainer skills in helping other states. Now they have some very informed people who have done their research and are willing to share information. We are finding other people of like mind to find the pieces of the puzzle needed to return our governance back to original jurisdiction of a republic. It has always been the intention of our process to inform and educate to gain the numbers necessary so that the de jure governance can take back the liberty that is rightfully ours, peacefully, keyword, ladies and gentlemen, peacefully and completely, not just one personal agenda at a time. Why does it say not just one personal agenda at a time? Because again, I'm not trying to sling mud, but this is an unlawful assembly. If you're involved with AVR and the whole state national thing with doing the status correction, I'm going to tell you right now, that is a self-serving thing. It is a personal agenda and it's not helping the greater good of America and restoring Republic as a whole. It's not. And so the Michigan assembly dot, uh, well, at the time it was called Michigan assembly dot info, but now it's Michigan dejure.org website was established with the handbook to educate. Now, this website, as well as, uh, oh, excuse me, I was mistaken here. So michiganassembly.info website was established with the handbook to educate. The website, as well as michigandejure.org, is referred by the Nasara News website for letting the world know what, why, and how we are doing the necessary process to return to original jurisdiction. And so we have maintained our record and our standing as a legitimate, dedicated, and determined assembly of people willing to sacrifice and do what is necessary to preserve our God-given rights and our country 
for generations to come. We convened our National Congress. We have maintained our state House of Representatives and Senate with monthly and quarterly calls respectively. We have continued to move forward while keeping the Assembly and its members safe. We ask for divine guidance in our efforts to continue our mission to enjoy and secure our liberty so we can enjoy the freedoms for all people in this great land our Creator provided for us, a responsible steward on the land, as responsible stewards on the land. We have an obligation and duty to preserve, honor, and respect what has been given us to use and care for in the short time we are here on this earth. And that is the whole, you know, timeline. Now, for some reason, it says 2018. There's nothing under July 23rd, 2018. I wonder if something got deleted here. I feel like there should have been more here. Huh. I wonder what happened. Well, either way. So that right there, folks, is the a timeline from 2010, starting in January 2010, leading all the way up to, well, according to this document, um, you know, uh, I just had it right here, to uh, July of 2017. I'm assuming the July 23rd, 2018 probably would have been another state of the trust. Um, yeah, I'm going to get with some of the people that are... Uh, in the state assembly here and see what's going on there. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on as, as a whole in general with the state of Michigan, with the Michigan general general assembly. And like I said, Michigan is a very vital state to watch. Okay. This year. Now, if you take a notice, I know it's, it's all about the de facto, but you know, cause Donna, let me pull my chair here. Excuse me. I'm tired of, I'm tired of standing now. I need one of those desks that raises up and down, you know, that's what I need. But if you pay attention to Donna's running for governor, yes, she is running for the de facto. She recognizes and realizes and has communicated with us that she realizes that she is going to be playing multiple roles. She's going to be wearing three hats. There's a reason you don't see her publicated on TV. There's a reason you don't hear, um, any type of, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, publicity, good or bad, in the news. There's a reason. There is a reason you don't hear much about her. I get so many people say to me, Jason, who's going to vote for Donna? Nobody knows of her. Okay, that's a fair statement, and I, I'm not going to push back on it. But I'm going to say this, through God, all things are possible. We can't rely on our earthly understanding. The Bible has been very clear about that. We cannot rely on our own understanding because God knows exactly what's going on. And in fact, as I'm reading the chat board, Rita was saying a heartfelt thanks to all those who worked so hard to make this happen. We must know God has an amazing plan for us, his remnant. We were called for such a time as this. Absolutely. And Karen, the riveter, 
which she did post her, uh, if you scroll up in the comments here, she posted her, uh, her telegram. It's, uh, you know, uh, Karen the Riveter. Go check her out. She's actually really awesome when it comes to writing summaries of, because she listens to podcasts like this. She listens to Donna's shows and other shows. She does really good at taking notes and, and breaking down things as in her analysis and putting it out there. I would really suggest if you want to find, you know, and, and don't let the followers fool you. Okay. And I'm still convinced that, you know, well, eh, I don't want to say that because who knows where God, because anything is possible through God, right? But, you know, don't let the followers fool you. I think she should have a lot more followers on her, uh, on her, on her channel. She does a really good job of breaking down different shows and podcasts and, and really giving a, a good summary. She, it's, she pretty much does what I do, but in written format. She really does an excellent, outstanding job. Go check her out. The link is a little further above. In fact, Karen, if you get a chance, repost it again in case somebody missed it. And in fact, what I'll do too on this particular show, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, and she also says though, um, amen to that. Vote for virtuous leaders. This is our role to play. Then let God do his role. And that's just exactly it. We don't need the media. We don't need billionaires and trillionaires behind us. We don't need an unlimited amount of resources to attain and to achieve the goal at hand, which is to reassemble our 38 plus states. It seems like a big uphill climb to make. And I don't mean to oversimplify it because I was not part of the process in the very beginning. I, again, I've only been a member of the Michigan General General Assembly. Well, actually, honestly, realistically, I've only been a member of my county assembly since October of last year. But officially, uh, you know, as a member, as a, you know, as a jurist um, for the state assembly, it was March of this year. I'm still learning like the rest of you. And I want you to realize that I'm not the expert here. In fact, I hate the term expert. There's no such thing as experts or gurus because we're always ever, we're always learning. If anybody ever comes on a show that you listen to and they claim to be an expert, I kind of just caution to kind of watch. There's no such thing as experts. We should always be learning. Sure, we could have a lot of, uh, we could have a lot of experience with certain things, right? But we're not experts. And so we need to really watch that. But again, I'm learning just like you. I read and I read and I read. This 440 plus page book that I'm, I'm, I'm going through, The Culling of Man, I'm about 48 pages left. I, don't, I haven't finished it yet. But here's the thing. That's what we have to do as a self-governed people. Listen, read, learn, whatever you got to do. Repeat. Listen, read, learn, repeat, and then apply. Don't just learn it, apply. Because it's, you know, they always say knowledge is power. That's only half true. The application of knowledge is power. And we put forth the application of power in the National Assembly, in our local state assemblies, state and county assemblies. So get your 27 plus one. Formulate your assembly. Start meeting. 
document, document your meeting minutes. Start talking about the redress of grievances. Everything has to be documented and, you know, organized properly. Write your public notice and get it out there in a publication in your state three times. Get assembled. All we need is 38 states assembled in order to make the difference we need to make, but we can't do it on 14 states. We need 38. We can't do it on 14 states plus, you know, the members that uh, are, are members in their respective states. Like, um, I can't even think of other states right now. But there are states that are also participatory on the National uh, Assembly call that takes place every Thursday. Like I said, there's anywhere, depending on the call, anywhere between 28 and 31, 32 states. But because they don't have their full assembly, unfortunately, I don't want to say they don't count because them as a man or woman most certainly counts, but we need 27 plus one to have a lawful assembly. So get your state assemblies together. I'm going to be doing a weekly update on the progress report of the National Assembly. Even if there is no progress report, I'm still going to come on here, even if it's only for five minutes, 10 minutes, I'll babble on here for a second and say, look, people, we have no updates. What's going on? Texas, I know you have the people down there. You have more than 27 plus one down there. Come on, Texas. Get your public notice out there. Be number 15. Let's get rocking. I heard everything is bigger in Texas. Put big old Longhorns at the top of that and a good old cattle brand at the bottom. Show the nation how what Texas does. Get your public notice out there. Come on. Anyway. That's all I have. I'm going to uh, play the warrior's prayer, and then I'm going to play my new outro. I hope you guys like it. Um, I just, I don't know. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So anyway, here is the warrior's prayer. If I can find it. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen, indeed. I tell you, I love that. I love the warrior's prayer. That was something, that was one of the first prayers that I pre-recorded. In fact, the only prayer that I pre-recorded. And that is one thing I don't think I will ever change, like I will the intro and outros of these shows. I love that prayer because we are warriors for Christ. We are warriors for Christ. And we have, we have to, have to, have to fight against this evil. How do we fight against this evil? 
through prayer and taking up the whole armor of God. We have to fight against this evil. There's no other way around it, ladies and gentlemen. I can't do this by myself. We need you. And listen, I encourage you, if you are a talker and you are a researcher, get a microphone, start a podcast. I'd be happy to even, you know, for free, just because I enjoy doing it. You know, for if it's somebody in the community here, I'd be happy to do it for free. Make a nice, solid intro and outro for you. If you want to start a podcast, let's get this information out. Let's start doing, I, I don't want to say roundtables because I, I hate the term roundtables too. It's, I hate it. But let's start having discussions with one another. Let's share the information because we are the news, ladies and gentlemen. You all out there are the news. Donna is. Karen the Riveter with her Telegram page is. You know, Rita, you can be a source for news. Anybody can be a source for news. If you have, if what you're researching, you know to be true. We, we should not look at this as, um, as you know, as, as um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't look at other podcasters as um, competition. There it is, competition. I look at it as a community to get truth out there. Because where, where one might miss something, someone else might be able to catch it and put it out there. Like I said, I know I've, I started off listening to like 20, 22 different shows back 18, 19, 20 months ago, and it's dwindled down to two. And I'll be honest with you, you know who the two really are? I listen to X22 and Bards FM. Those are the two primary ones that I typically go and resource because I like both of them. I really do. Oh, I don't know if I can do live videos. <laughs> Rita says, thank you, Jason. I used to do, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You were correcting. I used to do live videos on Clout Hub and got away from it. Well, you should get back to it. I could never do live videos. Like I always tell Donna when I'm on her live streaming thing, I have a face for uh, radio. <laughs> Not a pretty face. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> and so, uh, so. That's all I have for you today. And remember, at His Hard Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. And that enemy has crossed that line for the last time. And we do rely on the protection of divine providence. And we will do our part as warriors for Christ to hold that line. Like I always state in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So with that, proceed forward, hardliners. Never waver. Why? Because this is, you know, this is your land. This is your land. This is your country. This is your life, our future. You need to own it. You need to protect it. I hope you will have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world, and we will see you back here tomorrow. Actually, scratch that. Nope, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. It's podcast-free Saturdays. I'll take a break from it. And I got my daughter, and we're going to have some fun tomorrow. Have some family time. And thank you, Rita, for the happy anniversary. Appreciate that. Eight years. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a good day. Until then and the next time, catch you on the other side.
to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Alright ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.